1: I'm George Lizos, spiritual teacher, saggy killer, and number one best-selling author. It wasn't long ago that I was stuck in a soul-draining job, held back by fears and limiting beliefs that stopped me from following my purpose and making a positive impact in the world. Fast forward past many hours of inner work and lessons learned, I now write books and teach courses to help you find and follow your purpose too. I created the Lit Up Lightworker podcast to empower you with simple, actionable, step-by-step spiritual tools and practices to overcome what holds you back and light up the world. If you're a spiritual seeker yearning for a more soulful and purposeful life, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, Lightworker, and welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, Let me remind you that I have a new book coming out that I'm so excited. It's called Secrets of Greek Mysticism, a modern guide of daily practice with the Greek gods and goddesses. When you order the book, you also get a free online workshop all about meeting your guardian god or goddess. I am so excited about this book because it's essentially my ancestor's religion and it's such an honor to bring it to a new audience. It is the first English book about the ancient Greek religion written by an actual priest to the religion, moi. And it goes beyond mythology to explain about the theology of the ancient Greeks. I don't talk about the gods from a mythological perspective, so forget what you know about Ares being the god of war, for example. Ares is a god of bravery and courage, so we go deeper into the virtues and the spirituality of each god and goddess. And you can go to GreekMysticism.com to get all the details about that. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and subscribe to it. And I can't wait to share with you today's episode that we're talking about protection magic. Now, if you've read my book Protect Your Life, you know that I love working with spirit guides, divine frequencies, and meditation-based practices for energy protection. What I also love is really practical witchy spells and practices. For example, sigils, charm bags, herb and candle magic. One of the first spiritual modalities I ever practiced was witchcraft, so my work is inevitably influenced by my past. And I'm actually increasingly stepping more into ancient witchcraft practices and will be teaching more about it in my upcoming work. Until then, I've had on the podcast Jess Carlson to teach simple protection magic spells that you can use to protect yourself your loved ones, and your home. Jess was actually one of my first guests on the podcast, in which we talked about chaos magic. And in this episode, we're focusing on protection magic. Specifically, you'll learn what protection magic is and how you can use it, simple spells and rituals to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your home, an easy way to make a protection sigil, and the difference between amulets and talismans, among so much more. When you're done listening to the episode, make sure to come within your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let us know how you enjoyed it. Enjoy this episode with Jess Carlson. Jess Carlson has been a practicing witch for over 30 years. She's a blogger, intuitive tarot reader, and magical teacher helping busy witches and magical beginners make witchcraft a part of their daily lives. Jess's website was voted Witch Way Magazine's favorite witchcraft blog and she was voted favorite witch teacher in 2018. Jess, welcome back on the podcast. Hi. (laughs) It's so lovely to have you here. We're chatting right before we got started. You were in one of the first episodes of the podcast and we chatted about chaos magic. And that's actually one of my most watched episodes on YouTube. I believe that there, there, there wasn't enough content out there. So it was a great opportunity to, to share about that. And I really enjoyed having you on and introducing me to something I had no idea about either. So it's great to have you back to talk about your new book, which is called Protection Spells for New Witches. Yes. And I'm so excited. I wrote my book Protect Your Light as well, which although I didn't call it protection magic, it essentially is. I called it energy protection, but in the same in the in the in the, the essence of it is all the same. So, I'm so excited mm-hmm. to bring more tools and practices to my audience. So, before we get started, I want to hear a little bit about your perspective around energy protection, protection magic, and how did you get around wanting to write this book and needing to write this book? Why did you think it was so important to do so?
0: Well, protection magic is something that I feel should be kind of the first magic that you learn. It's never is. And it's the one that I think most people, when you're getting into magic and witchcraft and you want to work, especially working spells. And you know, the, the, everyone comes to magic for different reasons, but the big ones, you know, usually I want to learn to cast spells because my life's a mess and I want to fix it, which is never a reason to get into magic and witchcraft. But um, I feel like most people, they come into it wanting to learn love magic, sex magic and money magic. Those are the main, you know, love, sex, money. That's what drives the world. So that's what drives most people to certain things. And magic is one of them. And the problem is, is that protection magic is really where you want to start because you want to protect yourself above all else when you're doing all of this other stuff. And it's just, it's practical. It's, it's stuff that, we often will go to when we're in panic mode and that's the last place you want to, you know, start learning how to, you know, protect yourself is when you're in like panic and crisis. So it's just one of those things that I feel like for beginners, it should be a starting point. It's a safe magic to work. Most of the time it's, it's a practical kind of magic to work and it's useful. And I think that it's the kind of magic that if you get your, feet wet with magic. And this is the magic that, you know, you see it working in your life. It gives you the confidence to branch out and do other things when you're ready. But it also, you know, it's a good kind of magic to kind of get you started and give you the confidence that, oh, I can see, you know, how this works and and see how all this energy is entwined. So...
1: I hundred percent agree with you. And talking from a practical experience, I started getting into witchcraft when I was around sixteen years old. And of course, I went into it wanting to do spells and all these kind of like mm-hmm. rituals about like attracting money and uh, manifesting a boyfriend and all of kind of, all of this yep. kind of stuff. <laughs> and and that's what most people, as you said, go into it for. And also with spirituality and communicating with the spirits, we all want to learn the really fancy practices that will get us some (laughs) results fast. And Mm -hmm. what people don't realize is that it's a different world than the physical world we live in. And we need to learn the ways and we'll need to learn how to protect ourselves when we venture out into the the witchcraft world and the spirit world. Otherwise, we can't get hurt if we mess Mm -hmm. with those energies, which I also believe why it's so important to start with, uh, with protection magic. Now, let's define our terms. How would you define protection magic?
0: To me, protection magic is anytime we're working to shift the energy around ourselves, another person or a situation in order to keep the unwanted out and kind of keep things safe. And, And the thing about protection magic, this is one of those things that when I was talking to my editor about putting this book together. This was one of the big things I said to him, like right off the bat, I'm like, listen. And then one of the biggest things about all spells is making sure people know that they're not a guarantee. There's no guarantee that this is gonna work. And protection magic is one of those that, because it, it tends to be something that we're very emotionally invested in because you know, one of the things that, that my editor and I talked about when we were getting this started was talking about like, prote- like protecting other people. And, you know, that is one of the big reasons people come to protection magic. Cause I need to protect my child. I need to protect my partner. I need to pre- you know, there's a person that's going through something that other people want to help. And that's great, but it's also having to understand that protection magic, while it can keep someone a little bit, safer, it's not a hundred percent guarantee that they're not going to go through some shit, you know, but that's because you're supposed to, you know, you can't prevent people from going through the pain and the hurts that they have to go through to learn their life's lessons. So there's always also that whole thing about, well, you know, I failed because, you know, my friends still got hurt in that breakup. Well, not necessarily I they had to go through that breakup and have the pain associated with the breakup to learn the lesson but maybe you've made it a little less painful in some way for them you know so there's just a lot of ins and outs I feel like with protection magic that that get you know defining it and kind of explaining it a little tricky because it's not it's not as cut and dry as cast a spell to get a boyfriend or cast a spell to get a raise you know it's a little a little more nuanced in some ways I feel and understanding that no spells, hundred percent, nothing's guaranteed. And that protection is relative in some ways, because again, people have to go through certain things. It's just, you know, I'm not a fan. I don't believe really in destiny because otherwise magic would, to me seems like it would be pointless, <laughs> but there are just certain lessons that you're going to learn it one way or the other. And sometimes it's going to be hard and it's going to be painful and you have to be okay with you or someone else going through that. But
1: Yeah. The way that the way I see it is that we have like contracts, like mm-hmm. spiritual contracts exactly. that we are meant to fulfill. So we make like before we are born, we decide, okay, we have intentions. I want to experience this so I can learn that. So right. there are more factors involved, as you said. It's more nuanced because there are things that we can take into consideration when we're practicing any kind of magic, because we don't know them because they. Right. The, the higher self or uh, the higher selves of the people who are involved know them. So it's important to have that in the in the back of our minds whenever we practice like any kind of magic. Now, what are, what are the signs that we need protection, magic? Are there any symptoms that you've identified people have?
0: One of the biggest ones is the run of bad luck. That's usually the first sign to anyone that wait, what's happening? <laughs> like why all of us, it's like, and it's never just in one area of your life. So it's going to be, you know, when you're, really in a need of protection you're going to see that like bad luck or those unfortunate coincidences happen in multiple areas of your life so it's not just going to be like work sucks it's going to be like something happens at work something happens in your relationship something's happening with your health it's just like a lot of stuff snowballing and I feel like one of the reasons why that is and, and why we then need protection magic is that our 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 own personal shielding is low. Our own energy is not connect. You know, we're not like our, you know, you want like, to get like chakras aren't working right. You know, <laughs> like it's just energy stuck and needs to be moved. Um And so that can prevent the positive flow of energy. So we start just seeing the negative. And plus too, you know, it is, there is a lot to be said for the idea of When one bad thing happens, we kind of stick to it. And then that just snowballs everything else. So there's that. Um, Another one is vivid dreams or bad dreams. Just kind of every time you sleep or anytime you rest, just you don't get that restful sleep and not because of anything else, but because your mind is just messing with you. And so that's a big one. Um, And then I think we just kind of have a, a knowing that something's off. And when something feels off, you don't need to be able to pinpoint what it is or where it's coming from. You just need to know that your intuition's right and that that's a good time to do something. And that's usually when people are kind of starting from that point of something just feels weird. And, you know, that's when I, I usually start with the, well, let's just do those basics. Let's cleanse the house. Let's cleanse ourselves. Let's do the little things because we don't need to instantly bring out seven seven day candles to like burn in in succession for like a month or two you know like we don't need to dive right into something huge it can be something simple but those little things the things where it's just like everything's off things aren't going right and it just seems like your own mind is just kind of trapped you those are usually good signs that you need to start doing something
1: (laughs) Yeah, so basically a combination of just things happening around us and also things happening within us. right? And like, yeah. and backed up by our own intuition that something's off. So let's yeah. do something to protect ourselves. And I love that you talked about the basics of energy protection and protection magic, essentially grounding, centering ourselves, cleansing mm-hmm. ourselves in the house, because yeah. there are such easy things to do, but I feel they're like the most powerful, like practices we can use to instantly protect ourselves. Now, yeah. earlier you talked about, uh, ethics and yeah. protecting other people like you we, you sort of like leaned into the uh, the topic of trying to protect other people and having that not work all the time. So why is it important to have ethics when it comes to protection magic and magic in general? Why is that important?
0: Well especially in protection magic you're you if you see someone close to you is going through something and you want to protect them, that's your reaction to what they're going through. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, of course, we want to keep our loved ones safe, but it's not always our place to decide what is safe and what is okay for someone else, which is one of the the reasons why in all magic, ideally, the goal is to get permission This is not a, you know, ask for forgiveness situation. This is permission, that we should get permission when we cast spells for other people. And there's a few reasons why that is. One, we should not be deciding what's right for someone else. Two, if we are casting spells on someone and they don't know about it, then they're not going to work in accord with what you're doing. So you might very well cast a protection spell on a friend who's going on vacation, who, and this could be a friend, I I make up these little stories in my head when I think about these spells too. It's like, you might have a friend who's going on vacation, and they've just gone through a really bad breakup, and they're just, this is going to be their wild and out vacation to just get everything off their chest and everything, but you're worried that they're going to do something, you know, get too drunk one night go home with the wrong person that sort of thing and so you're like i got to do some protection and keep this bitch safe like you know and that's your your instant like mental go-to that's great because you care about your friend you want to protect them but if you don't ask them, do you mind if I do that? You know, and there's a lot of different ways I talk about in the book a little bit about different ways to approach asking for permission because you don't have to flat out go, hey, I'm going to cast a spell on you. Do you mind? Like it doesn't have to be that overt, but you you got to get some kind of permission because if you don't and that friend goes on that vacation, you've done all of this spell work to try and protect them. They don't know. And they're not having this brought to their attention in any way, like the concern that you may even have because you might not even want to say anything and like open that kettle of worms. And so they're not going to do anything to protect themselves either. You know, they're not going to invite in that energy welcomingly because they might have an entirely different agenda on their mind. So the idea too, is that when we get permission, we're also letting that other person know not only our concern, but we're going to work on this for you. And if you kind of work in alignment with this spell I'm casting for you, then good things will happen. So that's a big, big reason, I feel. I feel like we waste a lot of time casting spells for other people without their knowing because we're like, oh, I don't want to cause a problem or whatever. But what you're really doing is you're just wasting your time because it's not for you to decide what's right for someone else, you know? Yes. And, and plus, plus two, it is just that idea of, like I talked about before, that some people have to go through certain things to learn the lessons they have to learn and you can do protection after protection after protection on someone but eventually those life lessons are going to get them one way or another you can't avoid that so you know it's also it so it's that idea too because you're working with that person and their journey by asking permission and not just forcing your ideas on them
1: gosh so important to ask permission i always tell people it's like invading other people's psychic space Uh it's like It's like breaking into the house, getting inside, like making changes, like that you think are are right for that person without asking the person, do you want me to make those changes? Like I wouldn't, like if someone, if my best friend would come and ask me to like cast a protection spell on me, even though I know, they have good intentions I would say no like just live my energy to me right. like
0: right and that's the other thing too I think people forget you're messing with another person's yeah. energy it's not just yeah. a, you know it's it's a lot of things you know at protections magic works on so many different levels and it's like I, I mentioned in the book when explaining how protection magic works in a very basic sense is the that image of the spider web. And you know, every little thing that you do that touches one thread reverberates to another, to another, to another. So all of this stuff just snowballs into a lot of ways, which can be good if you and this other person are working together to make a change for them but if they don't want that change if they're still resisting it if you know it's like casting the spell on the friend that went through the breakup you want them to feel loved again or whatever they might not be ready they might you know so you don't want to be like trying to you know cosmically matchmake for someone when they're not ready yet even though they might be trying to date again they might not be ready for what you end up putting in their path and then they either reject it or get hurt again so there's just you have to talk to people because you don't always know what's really going on with someone you only see what what they want you to see so you know with any kind of magic but especially this kind of magic i think it's really important to sit down and talk to someone because you're coming from a, a good place but ultimately the decision of whether or not to accept that help is up to them and that's true for anything even not even magic like helping someone in any way it's up to them to accept it
1: hundred percent you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped and who doesn't specifically ask for that help right. now when it comes to protecting and casting protection spells we talked about protecting ourselves we can protect other people with permission mm-hmm. what else is there to protect what else can we protect what are the possibilities there
0: Protecting your home, obviously your things, you know, um, protecting your finances, protecting your relationships, um, you know, protection magic can work well beyond just the physical things that we think of protecting. So, you know, obviously think about protecting your home, sure, but, you know, what about the vibe in your home, you know, and, and that the energy that is welcomed in or projected out. So. Again, it's just a matter of when you look at home, what does home mean? And what are all yes. the elements of home that are important to keep safe and in alignment with with what you want it to be? So there's a lot of different levels. And there's some some fun little spells in the book. There's one that I... It's one of my favorite spells I've ever written. There's one called Hell's Bells where I had a really awful neighbor when I lived um, over... I was living right outside of Salem, Massachusetts for a couple of years. And I had this awful neighbor who was just so nosy about everything. And she's constantly in my front yard. Like, what are you growing now? And you got to, you know, this is all, this is all like, you know, I had Ivy growing up my house and stuff. And this is not safe. And it's like, oh Lord lady, get out of your, in my yard, go to your yard. And so I ended up creating this this spell to just keep this woman away because I just was like oh my god just my you're ruining the vibe of my front garden get out of here and so it's just little things like that it can be something as simple as just like there's a part of your physical home that does it doesn't have to be the whole thing it can be just like one space you know that just needs a sense of protection and like keep out the bad vibes you know.
1: Yes. And I I love, I was scrolling through the different spells you had in there. You had a spell about protect your phone and there Mm -hmm. is a mercury retrograde protection bag so i love (laughs) all the the, the event specific kind of stuff that you put in there that are very different from like what we do expect which you also have like cleansing with smoke and saging and using like creating protection oils like we all Mm -hmm. love this kind of stuff creating amulets so let's talk about this actually what are the main types of protection magic that you teach about in the book
0: the, the big ones I wanted to focus on in the book are using candles because candle magic is just such a, that's my go-to. I'm an Aries. Fun. I like to work with fire. You know, I prefer yeah. to burn things. I'm a Leo. Yeah. I love that as well. <laughs> Yeah. I like burning stuff. Like for, and everyone's always like, but what do you do if you're doing like, I'm, like if you want to attract something, what is fire? Are you kidding me? You can use fire to attract all kinds of things. Like you can burn yeah. stuff to attract them too. Like, so I love working with anything with fire, but another thing that I love, there's two other things that I love to do for any kind of magic, but especially protection magic is sigils and uh, mojo bags or charm bags, however you want to call them. I wasn't allowed to call them mojo bags but so charm bags, spell bags, Um, you know, I love those because these are all candles, spell bags and sigils are all pretty practical, easy to do types of magic that don't require a lot of crazy ingredients. They're all things that you can go get down at, you know, Target or order off Amazon. That was one of the big things with doing this book that was important to me was to make sure that everything was as practical and easy to get as far as like gear goes. Because I tend to get a little, like I like getting very esoteric with my herbs and stuff that I use, but I was like going through making to like find all the most basic, substitutions that I could use for things so that I wasn't spending people on like wild goose chases to find ingredients for stuff. So it's like everything is very practical, easy to get at the grocery store and that sort of thing. But yeah, candles, sigils, spell bags, because all of these things can be made quick, easy. You can focus more on what's important with your spell, which is the energy and the intention and not worrying so much about steps and ingredients and all of that. So,
1: yes. And I love how practical and tactile it is because it's something that it's physical, it's there. And therefore it makes you feel protected. Mm-hmm. And you also talk about amulets and, and puppets as well. And I, I talked in my book, I talked about creating amulets and talismans and the difference between the yeah. two. One is about repelling. Mm-hmm. One is about attracting.
0: Attracting, yeah.
1: Now sigils I've never worked with. So can we share like some difference between amulets and then sigils?
0: So with sigils, one of the big things that you're doing, and I'm guilty of not doing this. One of the big things you're supposed, this is a chaos magic thing. One of the big things that you should do when you create a sigil is you create it and then you dispose of it, which usually is going to be through burning. Some people, will, depending on what the sigil's for, might bury it or throw it in the water. Um, I tend to burn everything. And one of the things that I like to do when I make a sigil is I not only burn the paper of the final sigil, but I also will put it on a candle of the appropriate color and burn that candle too. And part of it is not just to just, it's, it's disposal, but it's activation. So it's like, we're sending, you know, it's kind of like with, when you burn things and send it into the universe, it's that idea that we're burning it and sending it out. But With sigils, you make them in a way where they don't look like anything necessarily. They don't necessarily remind you of exactly what your intention was because you want it to just kind of be out there doing its thing without you obsessing over it and overly influencing it because again it's that idea of you know if if something does starts to go wrong like you cast that spell and something starts to go wrong and you kind of now you're sticking to that idea of oh no now my spells not going to work, and then you're just obsessing over it and you're just sending now negative energy to your spell when you put that sigil out there and you forget about it cuz now you can't remember what it looked like cuz it was complicated and you don't remember exactly what composed the sigil the words and things that made it up because it was you you break it down so many times that you forget the the words but you know what the vibe was you know what the energy was you know what the intention was and then you just kind of put it out there so but that's i like doing sigils because they're simple you just need a piece of paper and a pen and the, or a pencil and you're good to go and you can start working on it you know um so it's simple and and, I and love, versatile
1: yes and i love that you're you're burning and releasing it because you're letting go of the attachment you're letting go of the mm-hmm. control something we do in the greek pagan tradition i'm part of is like whenever we are before we do like um a hymn or an offering to a god or a goddess and we burn some incense like or or like perfume like related to that God or goddess, we visualize that the smoke is essentially sending the prayer up to yep. God. Yep. So we're just sending the, the energy up there. So it's a, it's a similar kind of thing. Yep. You're, you're not disposing of it. You're sending it somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And allowing the universe to work for you. Yeah. So yep, let's whole point. talk about practical spells. Do you want to share like a couple of spells? I would like specifically a candle spell if you want to share. And maybe... I don't know, something else that's practical, that's easy for people to practice that you think will be beneficial?
0: Well, let's see. So um, one of the things that I think is, so like when we talk about like protecting the home, um, I have a spell in the book that it's called the Four Corners Home Protection, and this is one that I love to do. um, You can modify it, right? So I tend to think of this, I I put this spell together um, a couple of different times. I, I reworked it when I lived in different types of places, but it had started when I had bought my first home. And the idea was to just anchor protection that could not be touched. Because one of the things about when we work like with witches' bottles and things like that is that once you've made them, they need to go somewhere where they're not going to be disturbed, where no one's going to see them, touch them, move them, you know, do anything to them. So one of the things about this that I loved was that at first it started out as just like burying objects around the house outside. But then I lived somewhere where I couldn't really just go wild marrying things around. And I had to, because I, it wasn't just me that lived there. So I had to kind of come up with something else. And that's when I came up with the way that the spell is in the book, which is to use small jars or mason jars to fill with all of your ingredients and then bury them at the four corners of the house. Your other option, of course, if you live like in an apartment is to put them at the four corners of your apartment. And, which also is great when you're doing this with jars, because you can, you know, just make them pretty if you need to, if they're going to have to be out somewhere. Um, and so you're basically just, you're you're taking a jar, you're going to use pine incense to smudge the inside of the jar and clear it and do the outside of everything. Um, and then you're putting in... Um, I love to put crystals inside everything. So there's always gemstones yeah. involved. So I use hematite and amethyst for this yes. and put some of those in there. I like to do layers of like the chips in the box. I don't like to just throw in big chunks. I like to layer things and make it look pretty, especially if it's gotta be out. Um, Dragon's blood, which is one of my go-tos for doing any protection magic. Um, and then black salt, which is really easy to make. Um, or you can buy gray sea salt at the grocery store. That's another option too. They work pretty similar. Um, And then we're using rosemary, black pepper, cinnamon, and dill. So you're just layering all of those things in there. And then I like to use candles to kind of seal the tops of whether it's corks, which I recommend using corked bottles in, in here and just using small bottles. But if you want to get wild and do big mason jars, you always can Um, and then you just use a black candle to kind of seal it all up. And it's really, it's simple because you're just layering things. And when you're working with the herbs, you know, I like to kind of breathe on the herbs and put that life back into them, tell them what their intention is. So like we're using, um, for instance the salt is for cleansing and keeping away negative vibrations with the with the black pepper that's for just really grounded protection cinnamon is that fiery protection that just like burn away anything that's that we don't want coming near us rosemary is I don't know why this has been ever, maybe because I'm Italian. I don't know. I just, I grew up always just kind of feeling like rosemary is like grandma's protection. I don't know what it is about <laughs> and It just makes me think of like my great grandma and my grandma and said that kind of protection. And so it's a nice gentle protection. Um, dill is just very grounding and really good for, for just keeping us sort of low to the ground because dill stays low to the ground. So I like that kind of just staying really grounded. Um, and then of course amethyst and hematite for protection. The hemat—I specifically use hematite for the reflective property. I like the idea of it, kind of bouncing back anything we don't want and just kind of keeping it away. And then you just, cl- uh, you know, seal it up with the with a black handle, and then you bury them at the four corners or place them in your four corners. And I you love can how- yes, you can kind of refresh them too by putting them. Out in the moon, you know, people like charms in the moonlight. You can put them out in the moonlight. You can re smudge them with, you know, whatever herbs you like to use and that sort of thing.
1: I love how simple they are to make. And I love your tip of setting intentions for each element you're putting inside because. I mean, of course, every single component has their own vibrational frequency that right. is there and it's gonna work whether you make an intention or not. But by acknowledging that and by infusing it with your own intention and your own energy, you're amplifying the protective yeah. energy and you're making it your own and you're, you're partnering up essentially with those elements. And they're not just elements that are outside of you protecting you, you're partnering up and you are essentially protecting your own home right. in partnership with nature.
0: Right. And that's a big part of doing when we're doing spells and we're using all of these different ingredients. It's not just for ha ha's and fun because it is fun, <laughs> but yeah. we're using these things because they have their own energy that we want to incorporate into the energy that we're trying to project, which is why. You can't just, I when people, are, oh, I'll we'll just use whatever. Like, no, you can't just use whatever because you, you very easily could end up with something that's counterintuitive to everything else. And that energy is going to throw off what you're doing. It's kind of like if you, when we do protection, we do like to use pepper and use fiery types of things, but we want to be careful about what kind we're using. Like in this case, I wouldn't use a red pepper because I don't want that kind of fire yes. energy. I want that grounding of the black Grounded pepper.
1: fire. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you wanna you wanna think about it a little bit. And this is there's a, a fantastic fantastic book, the Llewellyn Book of Correspondences, which is an amazing encyclopedia of of in any way your brain might work to look up correspondences, this book has a way to find it. And it's such a great book to get you started when you're learning, you know, what to use in certain spells and why. And then, you know, you find that herb that you're like, oh, well, I have this or I can get that. And then just like, look it up and get some more info on it. And Oh,
1: great tip. Thank you. <laughs> Next now, thing you let- know, you're
0: in this spiral of I'm now an ah, herbalist. And <laughs> Tell
1: me about it. I did a whole course during COVID. I'm like, this is my opportunity to learn. Yeah. So I did like courses about yeah. herbalism yeah. and all of a sudden I was out there like uh, getting nettle and creating my own elixirs like (laughs) i went out there (laughs) i actually drink my own natural elixir every single day now because i made it
0: (laughs) yeah awesome
1: so let's talk about the second spell we can use could it be a sigil is a sigil easy to talk about on um
0: yeah i mean we can talk about a sigil so um there are a few different um spells in the book that use um sigils that i've already created Um, But doing sigils is actually not that hard. You just need to kind of decide what is going to be your method of creation. And in the book, let's see if I can find it. In the book, I have a little chart that can help with creating um, sigils using more of like a, here it is. So I have this spell, uh, Protection for Your Life Journey, that has this little chart in it. And this little chart helps you create a little wheel, which makes this really uh, like a big, you know, project now to like, you know, align up all of your, your things, but it's super fun. But another way is this, the simplest way to make a sigil, write out the sentence of what you want. So and you wanna do it in that sort of affirmative, it's already happened, you already have this kind of thing. So if you just go with the simple phrase of I am protected, or if there's something you wanna be protected by, like I am protected from illness or you know whatever it is. And then you're just gonna go through and you're gonna cross out all of the vowels and remove all the vowels. And then you take your le- your letters that are left and you cross out anything that duplicates. So if there's two T's, keep the first one, cross out the next one until you get down to whatever your final letters are. And then then you get to get really creative and take those letters and start creating shapes from them and Uh. use them to create whatever image feels magical to you that conveys this energy that you're trying to protect. Some people will get very literal and like draw like a little person in a house because the letters can can make that. But like this is an example of making a sigil out of other things, yeah, like letters and coming up with an image. And so this isn't your but this is just one that I had created. But this is kind of just you know create, you know, this might have been like these might've been O's and these little things under here were C's at one point, you know, so, and this might've been just a giant S. So, you know, that's, it's really just a matter of getting, you know, once you break it all down and you get to your basic letters, just get creative. You can even pull them apart, like a T's, a vertical line and a horizontal line. They don't, it doesn't have to stay like this. You can break them up and use them differently. So, um, and then once you have that sigil, Well, burning it is definitely the way that I usually go, but you can keep them and you can use them in different ways. You could, if you made like, say the bottles to go around the house, you could also make a sigil and put it in the bottle or on the front of the bottle or on the lid or whatever on the inside or the outside and put that in there too. So,
2: um,
0: you know, it's just a matter of what feels right to you. I never like telling people what to do with like sigils, especially because there's so many different approaches I just, the chaos magic in me just wants to burn them and let them go, but some people like to keep them. So, you know.
1: Yeah, and they're, they're so personal. And because you get to put your energy into it, it's a fun project to just yeah. identify what you want and, and just it's creative to put it together. And it, it's so easy to make. I That's what I love about them. And I've never actually thought about creating a sigil. I usually receive them in meditations. Like I may mm-hmm. maybe meditating yeah, and, I I may see something, I'm like, okay. And then it signifies something and I use it as a symbol, but I've never thought about it using it for protection, which is amazing. I'm going to do it right now. Thank you so much for sharing (laughs) this practical tool. And thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing your magic literally with us. I want (laughs) to hear a little bit, uh, how can people work with you? Where can people get the book?
0: So the books on Amazon um and so you can find it there um through my publisher and then of course online you can find me at justcarlson.com. I have been away from the witchy world online for a couple of years now almost it feels like. I every time I look at my social media I'm like, "Oh my god, it's like did I die? Like <laughs> I'm not online anymore." Um but I am slowly now starting to get back uh on there. I've got some uh new projects coming up i've got um a couple really cool little things happening on my website right now so i've started a ko-fi which is sort of similar to patreon so i've got a ko-fi community that's just getting started um and i'm going to be putting out some courses new courses soon and that sort of stuff so i'm now's a good time to hop back in because this is when things are going to start happening again so you can find me uh just j carlson on instagram and twitter jesscarlson.com is the website and that's where I have all my digital products and where you can book readings and coaching and that sort of stuff too. So,
1: so exciting. And all the links will be available in the show notes below. Jess, thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. It's always a a, a lovely chatting with you.
0: It is always a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before you go, make sure to grab your free workbook to find your life purpose at georgelizas.com forward slash life purpose.